This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 3rd, 2021. All things new, a new day. Well, Happy New Year, Connection Church. Oh, come on. It can be a little more. Come on. It's a new year. And at home. I didn't hear you. Happy New Year. There you go. Good to be with everybody here at home, wherever you might be. This first Sunday of 2021. Wow. Now, 2020 was challenging. Can I get an amen? Yeah, challenging. And most of us have been kind of looking forward to uh, what this new year will bring. And so looking forward to hopefully maybe things being a little different. And um, that's our focus this month, all things new. This morning, we're going to look at a new day. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We're just honored and blessed. And it's so good to see faces here. Uh, Barb and Lee, congratulations on your new granddaughter. It's awesome. Dot and Paul, it's good to see you from PA. Can't wait till you move back. And um, yeah, we can get an amen on that one, huh? Amen. Yeah, and um, Barb and Chuck and Jamie and Paul and all of you here and all of you joining us online. Uh, Barbara, Tina, golly days, we sure do miss you. Uh, We've got Kevin and Amanda and Jess and the Du Bois family and Barb Denany and Mary and Karen and lots and lots. And we are one church, many locations. Let's go ahead and bow our heads in prayer. God, thank you so much for being here with us this day. We just want to honor and glorify your holy name. Thank you for another day. Thank you for the breath that you give us. Thank you for January 3rd, 2021. And most of all, for your word your precious word found in scripture. May it change and transform us from the inside out. You are so good. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Everybody agreed and said, amen. amen. You know, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. I'm Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That. Amen. So our scripture today, which you just heard, in various languages. And the languages, it's very cool because you might have recognized or maybe not. Or maybe understood. Or understood. But um, Mark Tuani, who plays congas and auxiliary, he spoke in Twi, Twi, which is from Ghana. And we had Koshi, and he was a Malay. I thought I wrote it down, and I didn't. Someplace in India. And then <laughs> Joyce spoke Hindi and Grisette spoke Spanish and Michelle spoke French and Barry spoke English. Good job, Barry. And, so proud of you. But you know what? God's scripture is for the world. It's for all of us. And it's so good to be reminded of, of the scripture that is translated in so many languages. If you've ever been to that Bible Museum in Washington, you know it's great, but if you haven't, uh, that is a, a great place to visit. Well, it's been translated in so many languages, but there's so many more still to, for it to be translated, yes. and so still a lot of work to be done to share that word in uh, so many native languages. Anyway, 
Scripture today comes from the book of Lamentations. It's not a book we preach a whole lot about, uh, out of, um, but anyway, it's from the Old Testament. It's the first part of the Bible. The prophet Jeremiah, it's the way we organize the Bible, it comes right after Jeremiah, probably because he's traditionally credited with authorship of the book, although no place in it is he specifically mentioned. Uh, lamentations are passionate expressions of grief or sorrow, you know, like to lament, you know, to lament is to be full of grief and sorrow. So that's what Lamentations are. The book of Lamentations, then, is a collection of poetic laments over the destruction of Jerusalem back in 586 B.C., which resulted in the destruction of the temple, being de uh, the destruction of the temple, and many people being exiled to Babylon. We talk about that on occasion, you know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and many others of the best and the brightest were, were exiled. The people had been warned. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. They'd been warned uh, by God through the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, many of them war were warning. Uh, God used them to warn the people, but hello, they didn't listen. Funny how we always listen and they didn't. Isn't that funny how that works? And the loss of Jerusalem and many other losses was the result. The tone of this book is bleak. Maybe that's why we don't preach from it much. Maybe. <laughs> it's bleak to say the least. As the suffering is great, the loss devastating, and the feeling of being deserted by God overwhelming. The book of Lamentations is broken into five chapters. They're really five separate poems. Our scripture today comes from chapter three, and it's one of those scriptures that a lot of us may be familiar with. Now, chapter 3 begins with 18 verses of lament. Lament, as Alan said, are expressions of sorrow and grief. As the writer of this book shares not only Israel's misery over the loss of Jerusalem, it would be like losing our town, losing where we live, but his personal pain personal pain from what God has delivered. Now check out just the first six verses. I'm reading Lamentations 3, verses 1 through 6. This is the New American Standard Bible. I am the man who has seen misery because of the rod of his wrath. Remember, it's a guy talking about God. He has driven me and made me walk in darkness and not in light. Indeed, he... God has turned his hand against me repeatedly all the day. He has consumed my flesh and my skin. He has broken my bones. He has besieged and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me live in dark places like those who have long been dead. Not real uplifting to this point, is it? Kind of, a, you know? Interesting, too. Throughout what Carrie just read, we have the pronoun he. It's 18 verses before we finally find out. You know, usually you find out beforehand who he refers to. 18 verse, in the 18th verse, we find out that he refers to my Lord, refers to God. Wow. Can you feel the pain here? Can you feel the anguish that the writer, that Jeremiah is sharing? The feeling of utter despair, feeling of hopelessness. Maybe you felt like that at one time or another. Maybe it wasn't so much the feeling that God had turned against you as we read here, or maybe it was. Maybe it was. 
Maybe you have too have felt, maybe if not attacked by God, at least abandoned by him. We're reminded here of Psalm 22, written by, by King David. First two verses, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my help are the words of my groaning. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I have no rest. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus cried out these same words as he hung from the cross many years later. Are there any words more pain-filled, more lonely, more helpless than, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you, God, when I need you? So back to our Lamentations scripture, verses 1 through 6. Jeremiah, credited to writing this, he just doesn't stop with these six verses, but he continues with another 12. It's like, yeah, tell me more. Wow. Tear into it. (laughs) 18 verses of pain and sorrow, of feeling not only abandoned, but attacked, attacked by God. Wow. And so he closes his section out feeling especially far from God. Yeah. He has filled me with bitterness. He has made me drink plenty of wormwood. We'll talk about that, but that doesn't sound good anyway, wormwood. He has also made my teeth grind with gravel. Yeah. He has made me cower in the dust. My soul has been excluded from peace. I have forgotten happiness. So I say my strength has failed, and so has my hope from the Lord. Wow. Gosh, they may regret even showing up today after all this. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. It is. All right, let's talk about wormwood. Wormwood is an herb that, while it's used to remedy uh, various digestive problems, it was actually very bitter and difficult to swallow. I guess you could get cured really quick. Um, it was used symbolically. I'm better, Mom. I'm better. I, I yeah, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> symbolically here um, for the bitterness that the writer is being forced to swallow with difficulty. And so it's this um, uh, symbolism. And so at the end, we see that Jeremiah, the writer, seems to have lost his happiness, his strength, and even his hope. But in the um, next three verses, the next three verses, 19 through 21, the writer begins to kind of turn the corner, to turn it back toward God, not this way, but this way. Check it out, 19 through 21. Remember my misery and my homelessness, the wormwood and bitterness. Remember that, Lord. My soul certainly remembers and is bent over within me. I recall this to my mind. Say these last three words with me, will you? Therefore, I wait. Therefore, I wait. Therefore, I wait. It's interesting when we take a deeper look into what this means. In the New International Version of the Bible, therefore I wait, translates as therefore I hope. Therefore I wait, therefore I hope. And so the Hebrew word for this is yahal, 
Yahal, and that means both wait and hope. Isn't that interesting? Think about that for a minute. So doesn't generally uh, hoping involve waiting? And doesn't waiting often involve hoping? Very, very cool when we take a, a deeper look into this. So the more you read through the scriptures, the more that you, we, we realize that walking with God involves a lot of waiting, which involves a lot of hoping. <laughs> hoping and waiting go hand in hand, and it's so interesting that the Hebrew here, word here means hope. And, and I just feel like in these last, especially these last few months, like we've been waiting. Okay, 2020, we're waiting for 2021. Bam, it's all going to be better. And it is the same. <laughs> and but, we keep hoping. <laughs> but it does feel like, doesn't it, that there's like as we wait, there's like hope you know, the vaccine, things will change. And so the hoping and the waiting really do <coughs> go hand in hand. Sinus, Sinus not, COVID. not COVID. We get tested. I'm going to get a t-shirt. Sinus, not COVID. <laughs> and then we read a little further. Jeremiah does a complete 180. As we come to the verses that are actually our focus today. I'm going to start at 22 to 24 is on the screen. We're just going to for a minute to focus on 22 and 23. 22 and 23. The Lord's acts of mercy indeed do not end, for his compassions never fail. Compassions do not fail. Say, do not fail. Do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Yeah. Boy, it just feels like, okay, I'm drinking from the water fountain now. This is helping. The Lord's act of mercy. And so the NIV Bible translates this as the Lord's great love. And what's translated um, as the word mercy here, we've talked about this. It's the word hesed. That's the Hebrew word. And the definition of hesed is loving kindness. That is such a precious word, loving kindness. We talked about this in November when we talked about um, the prophecy found in Micah 6, 8. The Lord's loving, loving kindness indeed does not end. It does not end. His compassions do not fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is the faithfulness of our God. New every morning. A fresh start each and every day. A new day, a new beginning. A new opportunity for hope. A new opportunity for God's loving kindness and compassion. A new opportunity to see God in action. To realize once again God's faithfulness. No matter how difficult, how challenging, how utterly hopeless things may, be, may appear at times, God's mercy, God's compassion do not end. They do not fail. They are new every morning. Say new every morning. New every morning. New every morning. Every morning. The dawn of each new day brings hope. 
And so now we um, head to verse 24 of Lamentations 3. And it says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I wait for him. The Lord is my portion. So what does that mean? Well, back when the Israelites came to the promised land, each tribe was given their portion, their plot of land. Except for the Levites. The Levites were the family of Aaron, and they were the priests. And so their portion was not land, but was God. God was their portion. God is the portion mentioned here. God is our portion. God is our portion. God is what we've been given. God is our inheritance, our future, our promised land, so to speak. God is the portion that the writer of Lamentations uh, refers to. God is the portion for you and for me. And therefore, as we're told here, we wait. We wait. There's that word again in the Hebrew, yahal. Translates hope and wait. Wait and hope. Therefore, I wait for him for the Lord. Therefore, I have hope in the Lord. Hoping and waiting hand in hand. So it's interesting how Eugene Peterson translates this in the paraphrase called the message. Check this out. It's Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. Eugene writes, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. You know, there are times in, I think, all of our lives when, when we're kind of at the end of our rope, when we feel like we're not sure where to turn, where we're just about out of hope and strength and maybe even faith sometimes. Times when we wonder, God, why have you forsaken me? Times when we might even feel God's working against us. often occurs when we experience loss, when there is a death of some kind or another, broad definition for death here, maybe the death of someone we love dearly, maybe the death of a relationship, maybe the death of a job or a business, seeing that here in this COVID world, maybe the death of some aspect of our health, our body, our abilities, our talents, maybe it's the death of our freedom due to age or some other circumstance. These losses, these deaths are difficult, often devastating. And so when this kind of thing occurs in our lives, and it does in all of our lives, in one form or another, these deaths, so to speak, we have a choice, as Jeremiah did, a choice of where we turn. We can turn away from God, as it appears that he did at first, um, or we can turn toward God. We can blame God, or we can embrace God. Mm. We mentioned earlier uh, Jesus on the cross. You know, when Jesus took his very last breath, um, and they took him down from the cross, 
and buried him, almost everyone thought it was over. <laughs> Done. Done. That loss was overwhelming. That death to those people in that time, death appeared to have won. For many, hope was dead and gone, along with the one that they had followed, had worshipped, had believed in. But the empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus, reminds us with God, hope is never gone. That hope is a matter of waiting on the Lord, and the Lord rewards that waiting, that hope, when it seems that all is gone. We've always, always got somewhere to turn. Always. We can always turn toward God. And so in those times of loss, of death, they are devastating. We are not minimizing the effects of all that. We know how difficult and how painful life can be. But the truth is God is all we've got. And without God in the picture, it is just dark and bleak and hopeless. But with God in the picture, there's always a glimmer of hope. We can turn toward God. His mercy and compassion are new every morning. Every morning. It's a new day. Great is his faithfulness. Hmm. Been a tough year. Amen? Yeah, that's for sure. Tough year. And there's been a lot of loss, a lot of death, one form or another. I think most, if not all, have been waiting to say goodbye to 2020. <laughs> Hello, 2021. <laughs> waiting for 2020 to be gone. There's that word wait again, isn't it? Wait. <clears throat> and with wait comes hope. Waiting for the new year and hoping for the new year. But you know, even with the new year, we will continue to have challenges. We'll continue to have loss. We'll continue to have death. That's because they're all part of living. COVID or no COVID. It's part of life. Life is difficult. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> no matter when, no matter where. Life is difficult. So let me just put in, I was in counseling one time or two, but a long time ago, <laughs> I went to a psychologist and I'm like, well, everything should be fine. Everything should be perfect. And he handed me Scott Peck's book and the road, had less me, traveled. the road Less Traveled. And the first three words in that book is life is difficult. And he goes, Carrie, you got to start there knowing that God's going to carry mm. you through. But I just yeah. thought everything was supposed to be perfect and wonderful. That's the And given. it wasn't going my way. I mean, if you read scripture, I mean, Jesus says, uh, you know, there's always going to be some challenge. Yeah. That's, that's the given. That's the given. Life is difficult, but we have a choice. We always have choice to let the challenge overwhelm us or to place our hope in the Lord, in His endless mercy, His unfailing compassion, which are new every morning, as we read here. You know, I love taking pictures of the sunrise over the ocean. I've probably taken hundreds. And as the sun rises over the ocean each morning over and over and over again, we're given that bright new morning each and every day over and over and over again. 
all things new. All things new. New life in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. It's a new day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, we, um, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to take a look at Lamentations 3 and, and what we learn from you uh, through the scripture. And it just seems that when all hope is gone, we just have to turn our face toward you and have your countenance shine upon us. And then that gives us peace. Great is your faithfulness. And so, God, we, we come to you in this time of, of holy communion. And we, we thank you for the gift that you've given us, the gift of your presence and your love. And um, we just give you all the honor and the glory in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.